I'm waiting for him. Like I, I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I forgot to start. I forgot to start the intro. <laughs> Good morning, twelve warrior maniacs out there. <laughs> My name is Johnny Crypto with a K, and I'm wishing you all a great day. And welcome back to another episode of your favorite news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the latest and greatest news and notes on crypto from the top crypto research team in the world. And guys, while Abs is away today floating on a metal can somewhere in the South Pacific Sea, I have no idea where he is, uh, I will be your host, joined by several of my favorite 3T family members. We've got the man whose hair even George Clooney himself would be jealous of. You know him as Super G. I know him as Gonzo in the house today. Gonzo, thank you for joining us, brother. Next up on the list, I may not be named Luigi, but he's still my brother from another mother. We got our man Super Mario in the house. Mario, thank you for joining us. And last but not least, the one, the only, the DJed queen, the crypto trader, and Merlin partner, Jetta X, joins us today. So I am super excited today. I can't wait to hop into it. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be talking to you about three years ago from this very day. The SEC dropped a bombshell on XRP in the crypto industry. We'll be talking about that. But with the lawsuit now over, are maxis starting to see the value in XRP? We'll show you some examples. With that said, we'll also share with you Tim Draper's favorite crypto plays in 2024. Raul Paul will share with you what he expects the catalyst to be in 2024 for crypto. And then we'll switch gears to one of my favorite, favorite topics. We will be talking to you guys about some gaming plays which ones we think may go from 10x to 100x. So stick around to the end of the show if you want to hear about those. And then, of course, our top story today, we're going to kind of recap the year 2023 and talk to you about all the big events that happened throughout it and how we got here today. So with that said, our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening live via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time at the 3T Warrior Academy. Woo, that's a lot to say there. With that said, boys and girls, before we hop into it, I'm just going to kick it around the room and see how everybody's doing. And, boy, it kind of feels weird without having the intro music. But, Gonzo, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing uh, I'm doing outstanding. I'm actually home today uh, because Shelly's not doing well. She's really sick, so I got to stay home, so I'm in the home studio. But, um, but yeah, man, it's uh, – a little bit different because i'm not usually on on fridays um so it's kind of a treat and then again being on with mario uh and jenna is, is awesome too so it's going to be a great show you're going to do great johnny thanks guys i appreciate that i love you brother and with that sped speaking of a brother my man mario how you doing mario how are you doing today mr super mario i am doing good mr luigi good morning everybody hope you're all doing amazing out there it's uh it's a blessing to be here today it's a friday i'm not usually on but it's uh you know, a couple of days before Christmas. So I'm super happy to be able to share this moment with everybody here, uh, Jana, Gonzo, and, and Johnny, and obviously sending love to everybody else out there, sending love to Abs. Let's have an amazing show. Love you guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mara. So we're good to have you here. And and last but not least, of course, our favorite special guest, Jana. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling fabulous, Johnny. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, all of the warriors in the chat. There's a really funny comment. Um, somebody said, Johnny, it must be cold. You're wearing a different shirt. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, we have a very, very, our chat, we have the best chat group out there for sure. No question about it. They're very creative. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> my hats off to them. The reality is uh, it is a little chilly out here in, in Upper East. So, yeah, I do need to wear sleeves today, unfortunately. But with that said, I do want to wish our friend Abs. I know he's out there with a well, well-deserved vacation. Abs, we love you. And hopefully you have a great time out there. And uh, remember, don't drink the water. All right. With that said, boys, we are going to hop into it. Let's get started like we do all the time, showing you our 3T Warrior Academy Um Twitter channel, you can follow us, like it, tweet it, come out here. Abs is always posting content every single day to keep you updated on what's going on. Uh, by the way, I did mute my phone, who's ever asking, so you won't be hearing the funky music today, but uh, whoever is asking for that. Of Let's course, talk. of course, when he hosts, he mutes his phone, but when Abs is hosting, it never gets muted, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, what happened while I was prepping for the show, it went off. I was like, oh, I need, to, I need to do it. See, it just has to go off while we're prepping, and then I remember. But anyway, with that said, let's take a look at the fear and greed index. Guns that we're sitting at around the 75. We are in some serious, serious greed right now. And guys, remember, I always try to say, 
When you see the word greed, you replace with sell. When you yeah. see the word fear, you replace with buy. Very, very simple chart, a greed indicator if you just learn how to use it and change the words. With that said, let's take a look at, oh, you know what? Look, it's Christmas time, guys. We got a little red. We got a little green. It's all mixed up. And we're in the Christmas spirit here. But if we take a look at, oh, look at that. You got a little, they've got little gifts and little Santa hats on here. Well, we got, it looks like Rose, Optimism, and Arbitrum seem to be doing, and even ICP is kind of up there too. Even a little Algo. Algo had a little pump as well. So we got some red. We got some green. We got a lot of things happening there. When we take a look at our Marlin Merc Mer 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 market cap, the Mario we are, market we are cap. at $1.6 trillion market cap. BTC sitting at around a 51% dominance. Ethereum very low, sitting around 16%. When we look at the prices of the coins. Now, check this. Uh, when we look today, we see that our top three market caps, we got Bitcoin, Ethereum, and BNB. Interesting, last night when I was preparing for this, you know what was in the number three seat? Solana was up here. It kind of just lost. So you are now going to see a battle between Solana and BNB for that number three spot. But as we go through these, let's take a look here. So we got Bitcoin around 43,000, Ethereum 2,300. We got BNB 271, Solana $96 and XRP 62 cents. Ab's favorite coin, Cardano, yeah, 62. And then let's hop on down. Let's see if we can get an Adam 11 cents. ICP 953. So some of these are starting to really pump, guys, as we start to move through this. Now, with that said, let's hop into one of the most, I don't know, I kind of want you guys all to think of where you were when this day happened, okay? But three, three years ago from today, this very, very day, the U.S. the, the US SEC dropped a huge bomb, guys, on the whole entire crypto space. And when they announced this lawsuit where they were going to hit Ripple. So I don't know if you guys all remember this, but I'm going to start with Jenna first. Jenna, do you remember where you were when you heard this news that the SEC was going to be suing Ripple and, and its owners, Brad and Chris Larson, for the sale uh, of what they called at the time securities of XRP? I sure do. I was in my living room talking to my um friend who used to work for the NSA. I don't think I'm allowed to say that, but yeah, three. she was the one who told me my three letter friend. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then we just started going down the rabbit hole together. And I was like, Oh, I already had some and I didn't really like look into them that much. I was just kind of buying whatever on Coinbase. And I'm like, Oh, no, let me go down this rabbit hole. They're getting sued. Cool. That means I'm going to get a discount. I just didn't think the discount was going to go on for three years. <laughs> That's a That's hell all. of a <laughs> right, no right. No question about it, Jenna. No question. Gonzo, where were you when this happened? Were you in the living room, or what? Do you remember where you were when this was going on? You know, th this was like at the beginning of my journey. I, I wasn't. I didn't have a position in XRP. I remember hearing about it, but I didn't really. At the time, I was just like really learning basics, and I just didn't really understand the the ramifications or the concepts. Um, you know, it, it probably was one of the things, I think it was a few weeks after the lawsuit that I really started going deep, deep into like crypto and then, um, you know, self-taught. And then it was a little bit time after that, a few months after that, that I joined the, the academy because I'd already been like teaching myself. Right. So I, I think that for me, that marks the beginning of my journey. Um, you know, like, like a lot of people. I started dollar cost averaging, you know, as soon as I figured out what the XRP was, started dollar costing averaging into the top, right? Or as it was coming down. Um, and then once I figured out what I was doing, I waited and then, you know, I was able to bring my levels way down when we went through this uh, bear market because, you know, I knew what I was doing. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, it marks the beginning of my journey. <clears throat> Very interesting. Yep. Uh, on Mario, what about for you? What did, where were you at the time and what were you thinking? What did this whole thing mean to you when this was happening, when this news dropped three years ago from this very day? So I don't remember where I was exactly when the news dropped, but I do recall like every time I think about those that, that time, I remember I had just joined the 3T Warrior Academy. And so that's kind of the vibe that I get. I had just joined the Academy. I do remember I do remember uh, a few days later, though, as soon as the exchanges started to announce the delistings and the price was was crashing, I do remember being inside of my car, uh, parked out in the parking lot, 
outside of work and 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 I was trying to see how I could get all the money I had in my savings transferred to Kraken so I could <laughs> load up on XRP. I do remember that, but I think that was already at some point beginning of January. So January 2021. But the exact place where I was when it happened, I don't recall it. I just get these 3T Warrior Academy just fresh jointly fresh joined vibes which was amazing and yeah, I remember just trying to get all my money that was in the savings in into Kraken so I could load up on XRP. So that's interesting. So Gonzo didn't own XRP when it happened. Mario didn't own XRP. Jenna, no, did I you? Did. I did. Oh, you had some. Oh, oh I had XRP from back in 2017. Oh, he wanted okay. to buy more. He yeah, you were looking more. to buy more. How about yeah. you, Jenna? Did you actually have any XRP at that time? I had XRP and XLM, but I only had a couple hundred dollars worth. It wasn't like anything, but I remember like I initially paid like 30 some cents for it and you know most of my xrp um since the lawsuit has been purchased between 30 and not a whole lot over 50 cents but around there yeah yeah so yeah yeah i remember for me it was a very interesting time i i had as mario said i had just joined the academy in november and i was like ah, let me just see what this thing's all about you know i didn't know what the heck it was and and i didn't even own xrp at the time but i i joined because if you remember, for all of you who joined, Coach, one of the things about his video was, hey, come join the academy, come see my portfolio. And I was like, oh, I'm learning I'm learning about crypto. I don't know anything about it. And I see his number one holding at the time is XRP. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But I always used to buy what people do, and I always lose my money. So I'm like, this time I'm not going to buy. I'm just going to watch. And I'm watching it. And it was seven. I never forget. The first day I saw it, it was 72 cents. I'm like, okay. And then I'm watching it. You know, a few weeks later, it's like 65 you know, 71, it's about in there and 50. And then I see 40 and I see 30. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Then I saw 22 and like, whew, thank God I didn't buy it. And then I was like, let me go see what this guy, this coach guy is talking about. Cause he must be, you know, crapping in his pants. Cause this thing's tanking and he don't be able to buy. And I go there and I'll never forget. And you guys probably remember this coach released the video when he was driving in the car. Cause his phone was blowing up. Everybody was ripping and panicking. Cause this thing got sued. And uh, he's like, guys, this is how the elites do it. I'm holding on like a tick on a dog. He says, and I'm buying more. And I'm like, Mar, I remember at that very moment, I did exactly what you did. I, I grabbed, went through the house, grabbed all the pennies, sold the cat, got rid of the dog, sold everything I could, put as much money in the bank, and I started using Cash App to send money to Kraken so I could start buying XRP. And that, that was literally thanks to the SEC. Most of us, we didn't know this now, but they did us a favor. And we were able to buy a 72 cent coin for somewhere in the low 20s. So if you took advantage of it, kudos to all you guys. Uh, that was a very, very fascinating time. Uh, yes. Can I add something, Johnny? Yeah. Just please. like the power of dollar cost averaging. You know, I remember like I think the some of the first XRB I bought, it's either a dollar 80, bro, or a dollar 70. Like it, it, was, it was up there. Maybe not as high, but it was up there, right? And so, you know, once I started dollar cost averaging, like in the bear market, I want to say my entry now is somewhere between 42 and 45 cents, which is not bad, right? Like for not being around when it was at 17 and 20 cents, considering that if I would have just bought at that high level and left it, I wouldn't even be in profit right now. But the fact that I continue to dollar cost average and now my average, and I know what my average is, is because of Merlin, right? I mean, I kind of already knew it because I did the math, but like Merlin verified kind of what I already kind of knew, right? And so somewhere between 42 and 45 cents was my average. So the power of dollar cost averaging at the right times really does bring down your entry. Yeah, I think you talk about something so important there, Gonzo. One of the strategies people don't realize dollar cost averaging, that's when you're actually just buying the coin at different periods of time and you don't really look at what the price is you're just buying it now obviously it's better to always dollar cost average in a bear market and that's where you're really 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 starting to pack your bags but you know what i find fascinating as we switch gears here is you know when you look at where we are today fast forward three years later and we all know the outcome right that the <laughs> that xrp is not a security of course ripple had to spend 200 million dollars to figure that out or to fight for that but what's interesting, guys, is all of a sudden you're starting to see a lot of these maxis, a lot of people that, you know, were anti-XRP and anti-Ripple and all that. They're all starting to come around. So I'm going to share with you some examples of kind of how the tide is turning. Pay attention to what these guys are saying, and then we'll kind of kick it around the room for comments. And let me know if you guys can hear the audio here. No audio. Okay. No audio. Oh, that's not good. 
Oh, your audio, audio. That is interesting. Why Did you that? select the option, Johnny, when you shared your screen? You Did know you what? I, I probably didn't. So let me go back and read. You can't it. do entire screen for that. You got to do just a window and then you have a little share audio button. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So I did the entire screen. That's why. That's weird that it disables it. You're right. It did. That's horrible. All right. So let's go through there. I mean, like while, he, while he's doing that, how about that Solana? Dude, <laughs> Solana last night, I was watching it at 99.23 and I'm like, this thing's going to hit 100. And then my Merlin notifications coming on saying that I'm within 10%. I'm like, nice. Yeah. All right. Let me know if you guys can hear audio now. Nope. Huh? Still no. Still no. no that's I I know Abs has to do something unique where he like switches off of something because remember how he has to throw it back to us. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. The weird thing right. is, I did actually just share the window, so it should be actually working. Let's try this one more time. So on a on a Windows, Johnny, you got to share so just, just the tab <laughs> for the audio. I love that. What was that? Yeah. Okay. Here, let me just see here. So, you got to. You got to do just the tab. That is weird. Did they change the it? It never used to be like that. Okay, let's try this and see if this works, boys. Is it glitch out? Can you hear it now? How we thought about these. Yes. Systems. And in reality, they're all communities. They're store of value that communities seem to care about. Like, I, I was skeptical that XRP would have lasting power because... Ripple, the company, owns 60% of them, now 55 or 50%. Of them. And I was like, that just doesn't seem a, a proposition that's going to work. And I've been dead wrong. Hats off to Brad Garlinghouse and, and his team. Ripple is now, you know, a institution. Uh, you know, the, the XRP army is real. Uh, they care about their ecosystem and their coin. And you know, yes, it's got a use case, but broadly the use case is the same as Bitcoin. It's another place for people to want to store value. Let's talk about that for a second, Gonzo. So he says their XRP's use case is a store of value. Is that what it is, Gonzo? Let's hear your thoughts. You know, when we first talked about this, I think it was on Monday, um, you know, Abs brought that up and, and we were like kind of confused because Bitcoin has a narrative of the store of value. XRP is for payments, cross-border payments. But it wasn't until you guys had Molly on, Molly Elmore, you guys had her on on Wednesday, right? She talked about this. And, and I think what, what, what she brings up a really good point that this thing really isn't going to like have lasting power or take off. It's one thing to be able to use it in the utility that we always talk about. But until people really kind of change their mind about it, where they want to store money or store wealth into it, is like what was her point of it actually kind of growing in price, right? And that kind of really clicked in my head. So I think that's what he was talking about. I don't think like the narrative is a store of value. What he's saying is, is until the community, because bottom line is this, I'm not the only one that thinks this. Waters Above said this time before. People want to talk about diamond hands and all this craziness, but the charts do not reflect that. People say one thing, but the charts do not reflect that people are diamond handing this project, right? That there's That they're selling it, right? That we have these extreme prices, right? From the moment that you had that lawsuit to where we are today, there were multiple trades over long periods of times where you could have made a lot of money or a lot of XRP, right? And so uh, the charts never lie. And, and so that's just my point. And I, I think that's kind of what he meant. I, I'm kind of now leaning more about what Molly talked about as far as what that means as far as store of value. Interesting. What do you think, Mario? Do you think XRP's only use case is a store of value or do you think there's something beyond that? No, I think that that potential there's a potential for there to be tokenized uh, store value, store of value into the XRP ledger. But I think right now, as it stands with the utility that we have in place or the speculation of utility that we will have in place, I believe it's it's more of a transactional um, type of utility. I don't think it's it's so much store of value. So I think we're seeing this 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 shift uh, of people that used to be super against XRP. And I mentioned that at some point in the show too last week when uh, we had one of the guests on, um, we saw we saw uh, when XRP when the lawsuit was presented, we saw the haters basically laugh and point and say, "Finally, Ripple's being held accountable. Finally, XRP is going to zero." 
And then they realized that this was a war against all of crypto. And then they were like, oh, shoot, maybe we shouldn't be against XRP and Ripple. Maybe we should be on their side. And things really started to flip over the last few months when the SEC started going after, um, you know, not crypto projects, but the exchanges. Then it was like, okay, we got it. We got to side with Ripple. And then we get a ruling that XRP in and of itself is not a security. So now there's precedent law. And crypto projects know how to operate going forward. So we're seeing the shift of the people that hated and were completely on the other side of the spectrum to support XRP. But it sounds like they still haven't done a little bit of their homework to understand what the technology is all about. Because I don't feel like it's a store of value and I could be totally wrong, but I think that it has the potential to hold store of value. So through tokenized assets. Yeah, and that's fascinating. You know, I'm wondering, Jenna, what your thoughts are. Do you see XRP as... A store of value or did you get into this thing because you thought it was something bigger than that well actually both i i agree with both of those statements i actually look at xrp because it's so slow moving as a digital savings bond <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think it's a great short-term investment to be quite honest with you but i think it'll yield higher than an actual savings bond um i think it's a great long-term investment um but at the same point in time, it can't be volatile. You know what I mean? Like banks wouldn't use it. Nobody would take it seriously. If that shit was shooting straight to the moon and then dumping the next day, who's going to trust that to send large amounts of money back and forth and everything if the price is fluctuating so much? So it needs to be stable. It needs to be stable while we're going through everything. Um, XRP has a ton of potential and I love the pure speculation of it. Like what could happen? Anything could happen. I mean, this thing could be literally insane um, or, you know, it could turn into a stable point. I doubt it wouldn't make sense. But you know, right now I just look at it as a very slow moving um, digital savings bond. Well, Jenna, you're not the only one that thinks it has potential. I'm going to play a video here. This is a two-year-old video, but it's still interesting of uh, Raul Paul and how he saw value in the XRP blockchain. And I'm going to show, I'm going to play that for you now and get your guys' thoughts. Um, you know, you mentioned XRP. Can you hear There's a huge community behind it. Obviously, a very high-profile lawsuit from the SEC against Ripple. Yeah, I, I own some XRP, actually. A lot of XRP holders are going to be excited to hear about that. When when did you take a position? Uh, not necessarily, oh. but but timing. Year ago. Hmm. Um, um, and I bought it for the reason that a it does have use cases and it is being used. Um, and b the court case is a phenomenal risk reward. Hmm. It got heavily discounted in the price. And then I looked at it and thought, well, what's it going to do? Fall 100% from here to zero. But if it gets solved, you know, it's, you know, 10x. And I'm like, well, that's a no-brainer. Why would you not take a 10 for one risk reward? And there you go, guys. So you have it right from the horse's mouth, right? As we got and talked about, I guess Raul saw, remember, this was about, uh, uh, this video is about two years old now, but still, he saw an opportunity there. And our friend Tony got this out of, I don't think a lot of people knew it. But there was huge opportunities here. And sometimes, Gonzo, right, what's wrong with investing in something that has been beaten down and has an opportunity to pump up? What's your thoughts? No, that's what we tell people, right? Like the time to get into Solana was when we were max FUD, right, when this thing was going to zero, right? But you had to be hardcore. Like I think out of the whole group, the only one that was that hardcore was Jackie, right? And then I fell in. It was by the time I was sold on it and I was bringing it up, we were probably about 12 to $14, right? Like Jackie was the only hardcore Solana one, but like, he's right. Um, you know, we're looking for projects that have been totally devastated, but they don't go to zero when they don't go to zero, you know, that they're going to go up. Right. And there are examples of this time and time again. Right. Uh, but I had heard him before talk about that. He had a, a small bag of, uh, of XRP, but yeah, it, it's a no brainer when you have something that was sued and everyone thinks it's going to zero and everyone's against it. And then they win the lawsuit. Of course, it's a good entry, right? Because it's not going anywhere. And as this market expands and the total market uh, cap expands, you know, XRP is eventually going to go up. We've been talking about this, like that the year of 2024 is the year of the X, right? And that, and that XRP will do well next year. 
Yeah, when you look at it and you think about opportunities, we actually literally just talked about this, right? You don't want to buy something when it's at its high. You want to buy it when it's low. Well, how does it get there? You need FUD. You need bad news. And I think he nailed it spot on. He thought, okay, worst case, it goes to zero. You buy it at 20 cents. Your downside is 20 cents. But your upside is either going right back to where it was before the lawsuit or even there after higher. And so for everybody who was able to take advantage in the long run, you know, a lot of these guys like Rob Pulte, these guys are, are value investors, right? And they saw an opportunity, they knew how to use case, and you can get it on discount. That's really what people are looking for here. Uh, what's interesting is, you know, we showed you two examples, right? I'm going to show you another example, another Bitcoin Maxi. Um, his name is, uh, let me get this right here. So I get, uh, let's see here, Da Vinci 15. So he's a big Maxi. Uh, Bitcoin Maxi, but he, he's going to say, here now, now, Gonzo, we're starting to see that everybody's starting to look at, oh, you know what? Maybe XRP is worthy to invest. So I'm going to play this short video and get your guys' comments. Manipulative pump coming again soon for XRP. Most likely when it gets closer to this uh, trend, upward trend line, there's going to be a massive pump. Boom. Let's take a look at where this thing can go. Yes, you can see that we can head up to $1.33 pretty fast and blow past this top, this, this, the, the local top of almost a dollar here and probably come back and, and hold that level, a dollar level, for quite some time. So um, I'm looking for that to happen with XRP. So this guy has been a hater of XRP. He's a BTC Maximus Jenna. And now he's sitting there spending his time looking at the XRP charts. And it makes you wonder, are these guys starting to see an opportunity just for investment? Or do they really believe in the technology, what's going on here? What's your thoughts and what do you think about his analysis on what's going to happen in the short term with XRP um, uh, potentially break $1.33? I think he's more or less just a trader. He's probably taking his Bitcoin and putting it into this. And then once he makes his gains, he'll probably take it back out until it retraces, you know, put it in Bitcoin until he makes another play. That's just my idea with that. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think this is still bullish because when any Bitcoin maxi talks about XRP, like that's a win for us. So I think that that's great. Um, the fact that, hey, they're even willing to check this out and trade it and even throw it out there. Cool. I like that. Yeah, Mara, does it mean anything to you that like this guy in the comments are talking about how big of a hater this guy is? I haven't really followed him much, but I found it fascinating that a lot of people say he was a big, big, big uh, BTC Maximus, hates XRP, and now he's sitting here talking about XRP. Any significance to you? What does this mean? Uh, I mean, it kind of ties to what I was saying before. I don't know who he is um, as far as his content. I've never really watched this content, so I don't know what his opinion was like before kind of just going off of what people are saying. But I think that as Raul Paul stated, the opportunity is amazing. And so most people, uh, especially the people aware of crypto and in crypto, once once you start looking at these top 10 crypto projects and you see how much they've moved um, over the past year, or you, you even start to analyze how much they're off their all-time highs and you start looking at all these different variables, you can't help but feel that opportunity is a great, uh, sorry, you can't help but feel that XRP is a great investment opportunity. So I think it's only natural for us to see these people to start to shift their sentiment, rotate some money into XRP. Again, we really have to see XRP move uh, at some point. I feel like there has to be some kind of manipulation that's happening in the background for the price to be so suppressed. But at some point, we might get a 2017 type of moment, you know, late 2017, early 2018 type of moment where all of a sudden it just explodes and it goes back to being uh called the last one to move but the one that moves that pumps the hardest so i'm excited to see if that plays out um we'll see with the upcoming bull run you know everybody says i hear everybody say oh it says it it's the last one to pump but it pumps the hardest and the biggest well you know okay maybe when 2017 when <laughs> you know when when it was a one of few but gonzo do you still think that holds water now that we have so many tokens, we got 27,000 tokens on CMC. Now, we know most of them aren't active. There's only about 13 to 14,000 that are active. But do you believe in this whole narrative of XRP is going to be the last one to pump and it's going to pump the hardest? Or, or what's your thoughts there? You know, 
when I think about it, like, so the story, right? First of all, like Bitcoin maxis, right? You have to understand that Bitcoin maxis do not deal in like USD value like we do, right? They deal in Bitcoin Satoshi value, right? And so it makes a lot of sense to me. And I posted about this and I showed the XRP. I, I put it on um, Abs's thread, on the Good Morning Crypto thread, is that if you look at the XRP BTC pair ratio, it's bottomed out, right? It lost some support and it's bottoming out. We haven't been this low in a really, really long time in a few years. So it makes a lot of sense that these people that are Bitcoin centric are now taking positions and then trading their little pieces of Bitcoin or their Satoshis into XRP. Because when this thing rips to the top of the range, then what they do is the XRP has more value. So they just trade back into Bitcoin. So I don't necessarily believe that like that he believes in technology or that he's now converting to an XRP person. I think what Jen is saying is spot on. He's a trader, right? And so he sees it's at the bottom of the range. They take, and this is what a lot of Bitcoin centric people do is they wait until, um, you know, Bitcoin dominance peaks out, right? And then, and, and the altcoins or the pairs are completely crushed. And then they take their Satoshis and they trade them into those altcoins and they write it up. And then they, but the, but the overall goal is to trade back into Bitcoin. And like I, Mario said, I don't know this guy. I don't know his channel. I've never seen him, but I do like, because I want to learn about Bitcoin. I do follow a lot of Bitcoin centric channels. And that is like the narrative, right? The big narrative pair that they watch right now is Bitcoin Ethereum right? Where it's kind of bottoming out or maybe it loses the support and goes down a little bit lower. But I think that's just all it means for, for me, you know, looking outside is that he's just looking for a trade. Very interesting. Very interesting narrative there. And when we, we think about, you know, trading and you guys have kind of talked about this a bit, you know, with, by the way, guys, we have 392 live listeners. Smash that like button, as Abs always like to say, and send out that algorithm so people can watch this show. But, you know, one of the things you guys talked about, and Jenna talked about trading in that, why don't you guys talk a little bit about, when you think of trading, what the importance is of having an exit plan, and what are you guys doing to, to make sure you've got an exit plan in 2024? And God's so, so first of all, when it comes to trading, you need to separate your portfolios, right? You, you got to have, like, your long-term portfolio, right, that you're going to hold a little bit longer, maybe kind of a, a, a swing trade, or spot trade kind of portfolio, we're gonna go in and out over a period of time. And then a leveraged portfolio, right? You cannot mix them all together because then you're gonna get wrecked, right? And the way that I set things up is I have the long-term, I have kind of the spot swing, and then I have the leverage. And as I make money in one, I eventually put that money into the long-term portfolio to buy the projects that I love, right? And so that's just kind of the way that I have it set up. But you do have to have a differentiation, right? Because if you're taking your long-term portfolio and now you're kind of trying to get in and out of narratives, you're going to get caught in the wrong side of a narrative and you're going to get wrecked, right? So you really need to have that separation, right? And, and I think Merlin is great for that because you could have different portfolios, especially when it comes to like my swing trade portfolio, I can set up my alerts, right? So that um, I can get out of my positions Right. And then when I'm at work or whatever, not paying attention, it can alert me. And then I know that, okay, it's time to, to go and, and then sell. But you really have to have a differentiation, right? Now, if your investment thesis is just to buy and hodl, then you buy and hodl, right? This is what I do, right? I'm trying to maximize. I see that there's opportunities everywhere in this market, right? That's why we got into Solana. That's why I got into Algorand, right? That's why I got into AVAX. That's why I'm looking for the next Solana. I'm looking for the next Celestia is so that I could take a part of my portfolio, put it into those projects, let them run, and then I take that capital and I eventually put it back into whatever I believe in, right? If that's XRP, if that's Ethereum, if that's Bitcoin, whatever that is for you, that's what eventually it comes down to, right? Putting it into that portfolio or maybe just to live your life, right? Like you got to reward yourself. What is the point of making this money if you're not going to go on vacation, if you're not going to every once in a while go to a nice restaurant and eat food? You know what I'm saying? Like whatever you love to do, you got to do something because if you're just doing this and you're just, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you've got to still live your life is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, Gonzo, I think you well, yeah. capped it well. And Jenna, you know, as we launched Merlin, one of the things I've been hearing a lot, and I kind of want your thoughts on this. A lot of people are saying to me, you know, or we see a lot in the chat, like I'm never selling my XRP. I, I, why would you want to sell your XRP? I'm not exiting, right? They're like, this is stupid. Don't exit. Jenna, mm -hmm. what's your thoughts? There? Are you holding your XRP for egg ever? 
or do you you think it's idiotic to exit XRP and sell some, or are you holding it forever? (laughs) Yeah, up only, and I'm holding forever, Johnny. (laughs) No, you know what? Like, um, so with with XRP, I definitely have an exit plan. I have targets set up on Merlin. Um, you know where I'm going to, and and mine's kind of similar to Coach. Um, where I'm only going to actually now sell probably half or maybe like 60%. And then I have tiers of that um, where I'm going to take profits. But example, I had a 10X, almost a 10X on SHX. And I mean, like nine point something X. And I took my first 10% profit. Thank you, Merlin alerts. So I was able to have enough time to take it off of my hardware wallet and send it over to the exchange because you need to have time because you, you can literally miss out because as soon as something goes up, it can come right back down as well because you're not the only person that has a certain target in mind. So you have to be quick. And when you have alerts that are going to tell you, hey, this is coming up, it gives you time. Like, oh shit, I got to go pull that out. I got to move it. It gives you time to do what you need to do. Otherwise you can miss something. But like Gonzo was saying, you have to live your life, right? And it keeps you from going mad. Because you need to sleep at the end of the day. You got to get rest. You know, you, I know people are like, no sleep through a bull run, but you have to live your life. Like I love looking at charts. It's one of my favorite things to do now, but for my mental health, I have to get away from it. And the alerts are a lifesaver like that. That's awesome, Jenna. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I think it's so important. Like this comment is so important here. When you look at these, it says they pump and we dump. And I think that's really what's important is to understand. If you understand as coach, talking about how the game is played, you know, you need to have an exit plan, right, Mario? You got to have a way out because if you're not, you're going to do what Gonzo just said earlier. You're going to watch this stuff go all the way up and then you're going to watch it come all the way down. And that's why we created Merlin for you guys. Click on the link below. You get a free 30 day trial. You get to use all the aspects of Merlin. You can see here, you get all your exchanges in one place, all your coins and assets in one place, so you can see what's going on. And more importantly, you can click an exit strategy, create one. We got a simple tool. You put your strategies in. Jenna Jenna talked about putting your targets, and then you just set it and forget it, guys, so that basically at the end of the day, you get to just live your life, enjoy it, do other things, and not worry about what's going on in the market and checking your phone every five minutes. But Mario, with that said, maybe you can wrap up the segment of how you're playing, how you are playing the 2024 bull run. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I am along the lines of everybody else. I definitely plan on, on, on selling XRP. I've got my exit targets already set up from the previous bull run. Cause we didn't reach any of them. So I'm all set up there. I mean, my strategy might defer a little bit to Gonzo just because I don't really have a trading portfolio. I just have an investment portfolio. So I just have that one that I've got the exit strategy for. I'm using Merlin. It's all set up. I've actually triggered a little bit of my Bitcoin uh, sell uh, at uh, 43.9. That was one of my exit targets. Very small amount. Bitcoin's not one of one, not one of my biggest holdings uh, either. But yeah, just planning on selling, taking profits so that you can do a lot of the stuff that Gonzo mentioned, you know, maybe even buy a supercar at some point. Who knows? You know, this is something that's fascinating, right? At the end of the day, I, I agree with you guys 100%. What's the point of making money if you're going to take some profits and spend it and enjoy your life, right? Anybody knows me, it's all about enjoying life with friends. That's it. And there's nothing more important. When I die, I don't want to have the most money in the bank. I want to have the most fun in the bank because you can't take the money with you. So you might as well enjoy your life while you're here. But this comment is very interesting. And I want to throw this around the room before I hop into the story of the day. But before I do that, 388 viewers, come on, guys, smash that like button. Send that algorithm out. Abs will be very proud if you can. But I'm going to kick it around the room to you guys. And we'll start with, uh, with you, Gonzo. People are asking, what amount of money is considered life-changing wealth? money? Now, the reality is this is a different answer for everybody. But we always get this question, how much XRP do I need to know? What is life-changing? And again, life-changing wealth is to each of you, it's a different thing. But I'm curious, if, you know, if you guys want to share a little bit, we can kick this around the room a bit. Gonzo, what would be life-changing money to you? So it's not Lambos, it's not mansions, uh, it's none of that, right? It's to live like I'm living now, but not having to go to work, right? And to be able to travel and to be able to spend time with my family, to be able to that when like, you know, my daughter calls me last minute saying, dad, I got to go into work. I need you to watch the baby. I don't have to say, uh, I'm at work, sweetheart, but let me see if I can leave early. Right. 
that that's what life-changing money is to me to live mm -hmm. how i'm living now and, and 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 i'm not like fancy like i don't care about clothes i don't care about cars i don't care about houses but i love to travel right i love to see things so that is going to be part of it but um so that, that that's what i'm building and i'm going to get there right I, i'm totally going to get there i'm i'm close i'm literally like a year away from not having to work anymore right and and so that's step one not having to go to a nine to five job that's step one and then from there i could focus on some of the other things to really kind of 10x where i want to do but yeah for me you know everybody's different for me i don't care about cars i don't care about houses what i care about is spending time with my family and having the freedom to do whatever i want to do if i want to get up and go like look for a job and do something that i love great i'll do that if i want to go travel then i'll go do that and, and that's what freedom is to me yeah getting that time back right there's so it's so funny because we have anything in life except the one thing we can't is time time is so valuable and there's just so little of it it feels like we never never have enough of it in fact speaking of that we are running out of time on this show it is the fastest hour in crypto so with that said i think i'm gonna have to switch gears here and bring us to our story of the day which is from nfts to xrp we're gonna talk to you uh, we're gonna kind of do a little review of 2023 we'll talk about the top 10 stories that hit this space. And I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, what you thought the impact was to it and how it can impact us moving forward. So when you think about 2023, very, very interesting. We had some big, big, well, it was a brutal year, according to these guys. You know, why it matters? Well, we know that Bitcoin is on the rebound, which is actually good. That's exciting. Uh, and we know that Bitcoin is the engine that drives everything. Whether you love or hate Bitcoin, and we know some of our audience loves it, some of hates it, they want to see it go to zero. I think that's a bad thing if we go to zero, but the reality is it does drive this market. It will it will bring credibility to this market, which will then feed into all the alts. But let's take a look, guys, at some of the biggest stories of 2023. Um, top number 10 on the list was Blur beating OpenSea. So for those of you who don't know, OpenSea is the was the the number one, if you will, NFT uh, marketplace for a lot of the e Ethereum-based. Uh, tokens and or nfts so right now blur seems to really be blasting past them and knocking them off of that seat mario and i know that you and nft tones guys are working on nfts and stuff open c being one of those big ones but man they just got <laughs> uppercutted by this small and upcoming company called blur and it seems like they may be taking their uh you know taking some of that pie and you're going to see a lot of these companies battling each other but i'm curious from your perspective what do you see happening in the overall NFT space, we know Solana's out there fighting for it. You, you know, they got their own NFT marketplace. You've got OpenSea. Now you've got Blur. How do you envision this whole, how is this whole NFT marketplace going to play out in your mind? Yeah, I think that NFTs are, are going to make a comeback. Uh, 100%. The NFT technology is something that's here to stay. We just, you know, we went through that first phase in the last bull run where there was just so much hype. Everything that... Everything and anything that was an NFT was making money and was exploding and people were just buying them because it was kind of this trend. And then we came to the realization that if it doesn't have utility, if it doesn't have use case, if it doesn't have a community, then what's the point of holding this piece of art? And I think they will come make a comeback. Uh, to what extent will it be the same as last time? I'm, you know, I can't really tell, but, but, uh, but I definitely think the technology is something that's here to say. I'm really excited to see the utilization of, of, of NFTs in the form of uh, obviously the ownership part of things, but having perks. I think that the music industry, the gaming industry, uh, a lot of these industries and, and artists, as they try to bring themselves closer to their audience, I believe the NFTs are a very powerful tool to accomplish that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the next wave of, of the NFT trend is going to be. Because, because again, I, I think it's here to stay, and I, and I think that we're yet to see the full-blown utility and, and use case that they can bring. Yeah, and, you know, shout-out to our man Mental like Harry. He says NFTs will be massive. I do agree with him. But I think one thing I want to clarify is the, the thing about – whoops. The thing about 2023, or, I mean, the last bull run, was NFTs became this, you know, synonymous with cool-looking pictures, right? And so I think we're at the point now – where we're not looking at, we're not talking, when we say NFTs, we're not talking about pictures anymore, guys, right? The reality is NFTs really are, if you think about a digital contract, and moving forward, I agree with you, Mario, it is going to have a big place to play as we move forward and we go into 2024. 
Um, but with that said, Jenna, next the next big story of 23 was layoffs. We had a you know the markets were crashing, you know, things were blowing up, big companies were laying people off, blockchain, Coinbase, OpenSea. Um, and so that was a big, big theme of 2023. Do you think in 2024 we're gonna hear the same theme? Are there gonna be more and more layoffs in the crypto space, or do you think we've kind of hit rock bottom and now we're gonna see things turn around? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, that was bottom of the bear, right? And, and so I think, and of course, all the lawsuits and everything, I think that we're going up <laughs> again. And I think that we're going to see a lot of expansion hiring. I think a lot of the layoffs are done like the next two years. Then they'll probably start again. Okay. So we got about, there you go, guys. You heard it right from the horse's mouth. Two years, no more layoffs. We're in good shape right now. That's awesome. And with that said, I'm just going to be kicking this, uh, kicking it around here. And let me pull up the next list. Uh, okay. So next one on the list was the king of Ethereum staking. So in 2023, Ethereum blockchain was is now secured by over 20% of the supply in Ether in the world, or 40% of that. And 40% of that 20% that's locked up is by one staking entity. It's called Lido. So this is a staking during this pool. It says here, if anything, it's almost been too successful with Ethereum fretting it posts a new kind of threat of almost centralization because you got all this coin literally being staked by one, you know, staking protocol there, Lido. Gonzo, what's your thoughts on Lido staking Ethereum for 2024? You know, I'm going to take it to a little bit of different spot, like how far we've come, right? Like, and this is goes back to my original investment thesis that this market is run on emotion. It's run on narratives. It's run on stories, right? Literally six to eight months ago, when we were doing the merge, all the talk in the town was that Ethereum did it. No more need for layer ones. It's going to be Ethereum in the layer twos. Solana was dead, right? Solana was at about, you know, 17, 50, $20. Like it was dead. AVAX was dead. Layer one, Ethereum, the winner, right? Where are we now today, right? You can see it all over crypto Twitter, right? Ethereum is dead. It's broken right? It doesn't work. Gas fees, Solana one, Solana is going to flip Ethereum, right? And so what I'm saying is that these things are all narratives. Do not fade away Ethereum. Are the ROIs going to be the same? But I'm telling you, you've got the EIP 4844 that's coming out. You have this narrative of Ethereum spot ETF. I'm telling you, when this thing catches fire, like Ethereum is going to move. Is it going to make the gains that Solana or AVAX has done? Absolutely not. Like, think about it. It's a totally different market cap, right? It's a different way of attacking the market. Solana is a one layer one that everything is on one chain, right? Like what's been running with Solana is the, the meme coin craze, right? Because people can trade them with low gas fees. Um, and and Solana and, and Ethereum is, is fractionalized, right? As the layer twos and it has the, the, the main chain, but you know, do not fade it away or do not sleep on it because this, this, this market is narratives. And I promise you, like, just like we were saying that Solana was dead, it's going to zero people fading out Ethereum, like Ethereum was going to, it's going to have its day. Just like people that are fading out XRP, XRP is going to have its day. No question about it. Totally agree with you, Gonzo. I want to pull up this one comment because Poncho says here, looking to DAG in SEI. And you had mentioned SEI. Maybe you want to talk just two seconds about what SEI is uh, for our audience to kind of get a sense of maybe something that they can start yeah. looking and researching. <clears throat> I was talking about this. I think the next narrative is parallelism EVM. What that is, is they've taken the technology from Solana, right? Solana runs transactions parallel right mm -hmm. ethereum runs single transactions sure. so they've taken parallel transactions and putting that technology into an evm and so say is an example of that right it's built for trading so the next very big project that hasn't come out yet but i think is going to be huge and it's in that narrative is monad right so keep an eye out for monad but yeah i think that's the next narrative you can see the projects like say um neon right that have that kind of blend of evm and solana parallel transactions are starting to run so you know if you're a swing trader and stuff like that definitely look into those kind of projects yep and the next story in 2023 we heard it was celsius crash and then the ceo was arrested this is very interesting uh jenna because alex came out and he famously said that banks were underpaying depositors for lending them their hard-earned cash and he said, you know, and I guess the Masinski would often say either the banks are lying or Celsius is lying. Well, in July, we know uh, we got a lot clearer. It looks like he was lying. 
<laughs> do you what's your thoughts on these lending platforms, Jenna? A lot of people lost a lot of money in them. Do you think we're gonna see the rise of these things coming back in 2024? Yeah. And honestly, that's one of the things if they're going to start to regulate something, I would like them to see do a better job of because you have to think Celsius was one of those ISO compliant um, wallets, right? Um, they had all that. So it doesn't really necessarily mean anything. Um, but I think a lot of these high yield, high rewards, you have to be really, really careful. You know, it's always high risk when you give someone else your money, your crypto to lock up. Um, I personally don't do it. <laughs> I just don't. I trade and I keep mine on um, hardware wallets of what I'm not trading. So, you know, I just don't feel comfortable leaving things locked up places. I had stuff on KuCoin and then I realized, hey, I have to KYC now. I didn't even realize that got on. I can only sell my assets. I can't transfer out the money. I can't do anything with that. Now I have to get a pullout ID. Um, so you just have to be really careful, but a lot of this stuff can end up in a shitter. And like, it's like these new BRC twenties that are popping up everywhere. I think it's just going to cause like a shit coin Mecca on, you know, the BRC 20. So I don't know. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, we're going to, we're running out of time. So I don't think we're going to get through this whole entire list. I'm going to kind of skip through some of these. Uh, obviously another big news article, Mario, was the discussion, the partisan divide coming from blockchains, which is interesting. I like how they point it. Once upon a time, folks in Washington didn't even know what a blockchain was. And now what we've got out there is a complete partisan issue. White House, you know, they said that in 2023, they had told us the White House was going to be knives out for cryptocurrency. We know that it has been under attack. The Democrats' determination to shoot the technology away. Uh, however, we see Republicans are kind of taking the other side of the curve, Mario, and we've kind of starting to balance the scale. Uh, and we're seeing campaigns being funded by pro crypto news. What do you think 2024 is going to bring us from Congress, from a congressional perspective in terms of regulation in this space? I think the pressure is on and I think that we will see something positive or at least we will see something uh, for, for the next year, especially because we we're starting to see also the presidential elections to have a lot of talks around crypto and and Bitcoin specifically. So I really think 2024 could be a year where we finally get some sort of clarity coming out from from uh, from Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so, because we really need it. They put this story at number five. This probably should have been the number two story. SEC's grayscale loss. Um, I think that was huge, Gonzo, because when you think about it, when that happened, the Bitcoin price skyrocketed up. U.S. court said that the SEC's reasoning of is was arbitrary and capricious and it's denial of sec's application to convert from you know they had the ex you know they had their own internal fund and they wanted to convert it to an exchange traded fund and the sec is like no no you can't do that um what's your thoughts on that ruling and what the impact you think that is to 2024 um i don't think it's as important as a ripple one but it is important right because it took away all these years of denials about the spot etf even though we had a futures product which made absolutely no sense it took that reason away. It doesn't mean that they can't come up with another reason, but it kind of opened the door to like where we're at today, right? Like people are front running this spot ETF announcement, right? That's why Bitcoin has ran. Now we have to wait to see what happens when the actual day comes. Is it a sell and use event? Do people take profits, right? People also forget like what, what, if they approve the spot ETF and that grayscale trust gets converted to an ETF, there's an ability for them to access the Bitcoin and sell it, right? It's not guaranteed that they're just going to hold it and they're going to ride it to the, you know, to Valhalla, right? Who knows when they got into this? If they're in profit a lot, it might cause some sell pressure. But again, it'll be temporary, right? We'll get a healthy correction in my view. And then we just keep it going for the next, you know, for the bull run. Yep. And guys, stick around. We are going to get to the gaming section any minute now. We're going to wrap this up right now. So number four was the depegging of, of USDC when Silicon Valley Bank and Shutter, Silver Bank broke. That was a very, very significant event because we thought we were losing the on and off ramps. Thank God there were other banks that picked that up. Number three was Bank Freeman being found guilty. No surprise there. He should be. Now the question is how long will they lock up that rat snake weasel? We'll have to wait and see what, the, what comes out there. CZ, you all know, big news on CZ and, and him getting shut down. And so we'll see whether he ends up going to jail. And, of course, the number one story of the year they put in here was XRP not being ruled a security. I think we all know 
the significance and importance of that. And, you know, people in the audience are asking where you can buy a Ripple IPO. Guys, you can buy the Ripple IPO at Link2. They offer it um, now even for non-accredited investors, so go check that out. Uh, with that said, I'm going to switch gears here, and we are going to hop over to the gaming segment. Uh, this is an exciting category for me. I really love gaming, guys. Uh, what's awesome about it is the space. Check this out. It's not only expected to grow at 21% CAGR, but the blocking chain game size right now is expected to grow to $614 billion. Guys, first of all, it's the biggest industry out there. It's bigger than the movie industry. It's around $300 billion. And it's projected to go to $61, uh, $64 billion. So you can see why I've been excited about it. And Jenna and Gonzo and the NFT Tones, we are all excited about it because of the fact that we think there is going to be a massive amount of money when you look here at the charts and the projections of where this thing is going to go. I mean, projections are never accurate. They're never correct. But the point is, directionally, I think it is, we are going up in this space because there's so much, so much opportunity in the you know kids being able to stay at home and, and be able to own their own stuff, all the hours they put into the gaming space. And now to be able to actually own it is fascinating. And one of my favorite guys to follow and guys, you should follow this guy's name. I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, I don't know. Jesus Martinez, I think is his name. Um, but he talks a lot of times about what are the different gaming coins out there. And what I want to do is kind of kick this around the room. And what's cool about it is he'll kind of place these things based on market cap to which ones he thinks can 10x or 25x or 50x or 100x um, in this next upcoming run. So with that said, I'm going to kick it around. Why don't each one of you share what your favorite gaming token is for 2024 and jenna we haven't heard from you for a while so i'll start with you what is your favorite gaming play for 2024 oh it's hard for me to have a favorite i have like a basket right. of them but, but i love okay okay cool i like playable um i got into cap games because i wanted to have something that was on polygon and what else do i have miria i really like miria so i've been buying those retracements and g file games for a living and i'm trying to think if there's something else i have well, that's i think that those are like my i think those are like the main ones that i'm focused on that's a pretty good list and if you kind of take a look at what uh what our man has here when you look at it, you said playable. Well, he's got playable at the very, very yeah. top as a hundred Xer. And Myra, which you mentioned too, he's got that as a 75X along mm -hmm. there with GM Swift uh, and Shrapnel. But Gonzo, as we go down the list here, we're running out of time. What are your favorite game plays for, for 2024? Yeah, you know, I'll just add to that. Like IMX, like, look, look for like niches, the narrative. So the gaming studios, that's where Miria and playable and Gala fall into um, for the next bull run in bull runs um launch pads do very well so s fund right cedify because people want access to the new gaming projects that are coming out that's a good one and then don't sleep on super superverse right elio trades alex becker's his boy they've got a big announcement coming in january that is i think that that super token is going to tie in neo tokyo imposters and that whole world so don't sleep on super yeah, you mentioned some Neo Tokyo. A lot of people say, hey, what is Neo Tokyo? Maybe you could give a real quick, you know, 10 seconds of what is Neo Tokyo for our listeners who are trying to understand what that means. It's an NFT project, but it's become like this community of where people go to to like launch uh, gaming projects, right? It's like the who's who of the gaming crypto world, Web3 world. And that is that community, right? And so it's super strong. Yeah. And in fact, Super was on our boys list. Mario. As we kick it back over to you, as we wrap up the show, take us home with it, brother. What are you looking at? Are you are you playing in the gaming space? Are there any coins that are your favorite ones out there? Well, number one, I got to say Gala, just because they've been around the longest. They've got the biggest ecosystem out there. So they're kind of like the, uh, I guess you could say, safest play uh, if you want to stay in, in that category. But I'm also exposed to Playable. I'm exposed to Myria. And I also have Gfall. Yes. Oh, sounds like some really, really good ones. And let's I, not forget the, the OGs, Engine, and Mana. I also have exposure to those as well. Yeah, and he's got them down here. Like, you can see, <laughs> I think he's got about 10x. You got, he's got all of them down there, uh, Sand and Mana and all them. And a part of it is because they already pumped a lot. You know, when you look at the list, a couple ones that I'll talk about that he mentions here that you guys didn't bring up was Shrap. Shrapnel's one of the ones that when you look at Shrapnel, and he's got it here around the 50x. Shrapnel um, has some, you know, was designed by some really, really good guys. The graphics are amazing. Um, you've got some big, big players in that space designing there. Also, Illuvium is still up in here. 
Mutable X, I know, Gonzo, you mentioned that one. That is actually the most invested with more of the big boys in the ending else, Immutable X. The problem is it's already kind of pumped. It's sitting around a $2 billion market cap. It may still have a, a 3 or 4 or 5X left in it. Uh, he's got it on the list here at 25X, but again, this was a while ago, a few weeks ago, but you can go check this out. But I am super excited. But guys, with that said, we have run out of time. Mario, if you could cue up the music, I want to say thank you to everybody for joining the show today. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys, and I want to wish you guys all a happy, happy holiday. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Jenna. And thank you, guys, for the great show. Merry Christmas. For your... Merry Christmas, Bye, everybody. Guys. Merry Bye. Christmas, everyone. See you next week.